Welcome to the Stop Ruining My Childhood podcast. A sometimes nostalgic, sometimes cynical look back at pop culture. Join us as we revisit movies, cartoons, and live action TV of the 80s and 90s and ask the question... Does this hold up or did I just ruin my childhood? My name is Megan. And I'm Steve. And today we are looking at My Little Pony. My Little Pony. The original 1980s cartoon TV show. Yes. So at another point, we might look at the movie. We might look at, there was a 90s series done right after the original. Yeah. But we're just talking about the 80s today. And you can find that on the Paramount Network. So you can get it on Amazon Prime um, or just on Paramount itself. Yes. And before we get to My Little Pony. We have our unsponsored snack review. And today's okay. unsponsored stack review is Pez. Yeah, we actually, I actually picked the show based on the candy this time mm. because we have with us in the studio Crystal Pinkie Pie, the My Little Pony, one of the newest generations. You can collect them all. Um, if you don't know, Pez dispensers... Um, I'll give a little bit of fun facts about this in a second, but they have characters. Yes. So they have a little head on the top of the dispenser, and you click the head open, maybe, to take out the candy. I got it jammed in there. I didn't load them right. There, there we, we go. go. So this one says, collect them all. Rainbow Dash, Crystal Rainbow Dash, Twilight Sparkle, Crystal Twilight Sparkle, Pinkie Pie, and Crystal Pinkie Pie. Give it up, Crystal Pinkie Pie. That's dark. Okay, there you go. Now you. I already had one. Oh, okay. I didn't want to. I didn't want to chomp away while I was trying to talk. So Pez, P-E-Z. If you don't know, they are little bricks that say Pez on them, and the actual logo for Pez is made out of those bricks, which I think is kind of fun. They were first marketed as a compressed peppermint in Vienna, Austria. So okay. in 1927, their original name was Pfeffermins, which is German for peppermint. Yeah. And they shortened that to Pez. Okay. So I think that's so kind of fun. So you're not like, hey, what kind of Pfeffermins dispenser do you have? Right. Well, they actually didn't come in the dispenser at first. So first they were round. And then around World War II, they had them almost in like a an Altoids type of tin. Mm-hmm. And then they started, um, or before World War II, I'm sorry. And then at the Vienna Trade Fair in 1949, kind of like the World's Trade Fair, but just in that area, yep. right? They started being sold in the dispensers, and those were called regulars. And then later on, they added the characters. Um, primarily, not surprising to me. When they expanded into the U.S. Okay. Because as we know, U.S. marketers feel no compunction at all about using cartoon characters Not to at all. market to children. So basically, um, when they started doing this, they reintroduced remakes of the regulars. And they started adding different cartoon characters. And um, they had character heads first that weren't like related to like a fame like any cartoon they were just like generic yeah and then um and that started in 1955 and now there are over 550 unique dispenser heads but with thousands of variations 
So it must be a certain type of head that they use, and then they they vary it based on whatever okay. character it is. In the 1970s, they had some historical figures as well. Betsy Ross, Daniel Boone, and Paul Revere for a Bicentennial series for America. All right. Which I think is kind of fun. They've also had Star Wars, Orange County Choppers, NASCAR, mm-hmm. Star Trek, yeah. Wizard of Oz, like really almost almost anything that you can think of, Lord of the Rings even. We recently went to a Star Trek tour where you could go through the entire set from the original Star Trek series, and in the gift shop they were selling a package of all the original characters' pets. Yeah. Which we should have pretty cool. We probably should have gotten it. <laughs> it didn't at the time. I thought of it too. But it was yeah, it was really neat. So um there there have been a number of things like that and like I said, just about any any franchise you can think of. But today we have the one for my little pony. So we had some cherry. How did you like it? How'd you like your little brick? It was okay. That's all right. As you know, I'm not a fan of chalky candy, Mm. like Smarties or candy necklaces. And this reminds me a lot of kind of a Smartie type, like, you know, sweet, not even a sweet tart, but like a Mm -hmm. bottle cap kind of taste. Um, It's a tiny bit sweeter than the Smarties. It's a little sweeter, but it still has that kind of chalky taste to it a little bit, which is not my favorite. Well, I will tell you that on the package... We learned that these are gluten-free, egg-free, nut-free, and peanut. <laughs> peanut and tree nut and gluten-free. Yeah, kind of like Smarties, right? Wasn't yeah. it Smarties that had all the same thing? Yeah, because it's just sugar and corn syrup and then flavoring, <laughs> essentially. I don't see a thing saying it's vegan, though, so I don't know. Sorry to our vegan friends out there. I'm not sure if you can have these. So, one out of five, we're going to go with saddles for My Little Pony. Okay. One out of five saddles for the snack, and one out of ten for the show. Yes. For the snack, what do you give it? One out of five. Mm, well, it's not great. Okay. Um, but the the fun is in the I would know. I would give it a two, but I'm going to boost it to a three because of the dispenser. Okay. The Pez dispenser saves it, because that's really the best part. Yeah, I kind of like these a little more than I like Smarties. Um, I'm going to give them a four, actually. I didn't mind the, the chalkiness didn't bother me, and I think that the, the dispensers are so much fun. Okay. So. Yeah. Three and a half saddles. Three and a half saddles for Pez. Um, yeah, I think it's a really fun candy and it's, it, it loads like a stapler, which was a little annoying, but the fun is really the, the regulars with the heads and yeah. the, the, um, and collecting them based on whatever you like. And you can have a pop culture office like ours yes, with random crap in it, like Pez dispensers. <laughs> so, um, now that we've had our snack, we're going to have a summary of My Little Pony. Then we'll get into a little bit of history and fun facts. And then we'll take a break and we'll get into our memories and our full review and recap. So that's our rundown of our show. So, sure. Steve. So, My Little Pony is a show, it's a cartoon about a group of talking horses that live in like this fantasy world where it seems like there's like fairies and also, like, 
kind of like colorful tribbles almost from Star Trek that jump around as well. Um, at some point, an actual girl, Megan, goes into the world mm-hmm. and is like their caretaker and kind of like works with the ponies. Um, and they have like a stable house where they have a lot of beds and things like that. But the whole point of it is you have this group of very colorful theme-related ponies, and I don't know all their names or any of that thing. I know that they're distinctive because they all have tattoos on the back of their haunches. Yeah, those are called cutie marks, like beauty marks. But... I'm going to go with tattoo. Okay. <laughs> um. So they have these cutie tattoos. Well, Look at we compromised. No, we didn't. Cutie tattoos on their haunches mm-hmm. that like relate to their name somehow. Yes. Um, I see that as almost a playoff Care Bears. A which little bit. I really love Care Bears, so I'm like, get your own thing, ponies. But still, I'm gonna i I'm gonna stick with it. Uh yeah, and so you've got basically the ponies, and every time it's a different adventure. Like the ponies are either trying to solve a problem or there's some sort of a I say bad guy, but this is a very cutie kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So even the bad guy, like in the one we have, is like a traveling wizard kind of guy. Yeah. Right? But they do something that's not really horrible, but mostly like just kind of causes them irritation, basically. Right? Gets in their way, and they have to figure, figure out some way to solve the problem. And work together and have friendship. And work together and have friendship. Yes, it's a very friendship oriented caring kind of cartoon yeah um and like i said at one point meg and i think her little sister she has a little sister molly and then a little brother as well yes yeah um and they come into it as well from from my understanding like i said it was a a pretty popular i know with girls i remember well we'll talk about that in memories but it was there were 63 episodes in two seasons. Mm-hmm. Very lopsided. It was 50 episodes in the first season, 13 in the second we're season. We're going to talk about that too. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much My Little Pony. In a, in a quick nutshell, that's what it's really about. Steve, I am so delighted hearing you try to explain the logic behind My Little Pony. It makes me so joyful in my heart. Some of them fly, some of them are unicorns. So, there are, yeah, so there are unicorns, there are pegasus ponies who are, have the pegasus wings, like, with feathers and whatnot. There are earth ponies, which are, like, regular ponies, but sometimes they still have magical powers. And then there are flutter ponies, which have, like, butterfly wings. Gotcha. And then later on, I think sparkle and things like that. Um, You talk about this, like, there's... Like, there's a really li- logical set of rules for this, and I did not see that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you didn't understand the okay. strata. You're like, there's a bunch of horses running around. I'm like, no, <laughs> stop. Um, and I don't want to get, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about memories in a minute. So this actually, what's fascinating to me, again, this started with toys, not surprising, right? Mm-hmm. But they had this thing called My Pretty Pony, and I did have this. It did not sell well. And I think the reason is that um, it it was it looked more like a horse, and or a pony rather. Was it kind of bigger and you yeah. could brush its tail? Yeah, it was. I bigger remember. I think I remember. You that. could brush its tail and you could brush its hair and play with it. Um, but 
it wasn't like we've talked about this razor razor blade form of marketing where you're not just selling like the doll you're selling all the accessories right and this didn't really have for hasbro it didn't really have any accessories right like mm -hmm. you could i don't even think it had a saddle so there was not much that you could really do with it except just brush it well you put your barbie on top of it like that kind okay. of thing which is mattel which i don't think hasbro wanted you to do but it is what it is. So that came out in 1981, and it didn't do that well, but they liked the look of it, and so that's why they made a smaller version. And when they did that, they they made them, like we've talked about with these, what they, what they called later cutie marks, which is supposed mm -hmm. to be like beauty marks, um, on both sides of their flanks. So they were kind of a smaller version, and then later they also had like babies as well. Like okay. little baby, um, which I think were in one of the episodes that we saw. So the ponies launched in 1982. The original toy line ran for 10 years, which is pretty good, um, from 82 to 92. And the first incarnation kind of peaked in about 1990. There was not a lot of competition for it, and that's why they think it's one of the reasons it kind of did like so well. Okay. The thing was, like we've talked about with some of these other toys that here, yeah, so just to dip into my memories real quickly, they they had some accessories. A lot of that was like carrier cases because you mm -hmm. were collecting all of these different ponies um, and like a stable and things like that. But you, they had um, Megan, Molly, her little sister, and I think Danny as well, although I don't know that I had that one. And then they had all of the ponies, and each year that the show was on, they'd add more characters, right. which we've seen over and over, right? So they start with, like, Butterscotch, Minty, Cotton Candy, Blossom. Then they added um, Bowtie, Applejack, Seashell, Bubbles, like, all of these things. They later had Rainbow Ponies, Sea Ponies... And then they had some play and kind of care sets. Then they added babies for some of those as well. So they they really tried to, not so much because the horses were so small, have as many accessories, but they did try to keep coming out with new ones. And it was a lot like kind of a Pokemon thing. Mm -hmm. Like, gotta get them all. They battled. No, they didn't battle. Well, okay. I guess you, depending on how you played with them. You almost had me for a second. Yeah. So... The actual cartoon was, which is fascinating to me because I did not realize that the movie came first. Okay. Unlike all of the other things where they have a show and they build up and then they do a movie. Right. They did the movie first and then they had a show called My Little Pony and Friends. So what they would do, that's why the episodes, we were wondering why they were so short. Yeah. And we were, Steve and I were trying to figure out, like, would they show two of them at a time? Because a lot of cartoons did that. They were like 10 or 11 minutes. Yeah, were... but it was kind of like, I don't know if you remember. So they probably had half, the first half with 15 minutes with commercial was My Little Pony. And then they had like a different cartoon tacked on, right? Exactly. Okay. And that kind of varied. So it's a little different than, I was going to say, Garfield and Friends, where half of it was Garfield and then half of it was the Barnyard characters, right. if you remember that yep. show. This one had a, a couple different cartoons that took that second slot. Okay. But none of them were as popular as My Little Pony, although we can, um, you know, watch some of them later. Right. But some of the ponies 
would um, have like different features as well. So I mentioned the wings. Some of them would have like jeweled eyes. Some of them would have, um, you know, they'd come out with like a different color, a different cutie mark. But you can kind of see how like it would be easy to use the same mold each time. Right. Because you only need one basic mold, maybe two or three if you have like a unicorn horn or pegasus wings or whatever. Um, yeah, it was always the same mold, mostly the same mold. It was the three legs and the one leg up a little bit. Right, yeah, exactly. So this this ran, as Steve said, the original was um, from 86 to 87. And then they had uh, kind of a little bit of a reboot in 1992 because the toys were flagging in sales. Okay. Um, and then it didn't come back, which is fascinating to me, until 2010. So, like, a little bit of a gap, but not such a big gap. That was My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, which we'll talk about in just a second. They had some holiday specials. And really, since 2010, it's pretty much been, like, different iterations every year since then. Okay. Um, It has a little more of, like, an anime look now. But even My Little Pony Make Your Mark, I think that might be... That's on Netflix, um, they had others that were on Discovery Family. They had some on the Hub Network, the Disney Channel, like different things of that kind of nature. It's also surprising to me that it only lasted two seasons, the original, because I remember it being on all the time. But they must have done it kind of like He-Man, where they just like made all those episodes and then they just like... Yeah, they just show kept, them probably showed them after school yeah. or whatever. And once they went into syndication, you know, that was... I wonder if that's why they had such a heavy first season was to get it into syndication. Probably. Um, and also, it they only were doing, like I said, 15-minute episodes. Right. The, the movie, though, I have to read this to you because we're not talking about really the movie, but listen to who did the voices for the movie. Danny DeVito, Madeline Kahn, Cloris Leachman, Rhea Perlman, and Tony Randall. Really? That's they had legit. a lot. Like they they paid a lot of money to get all of those all of those people for that show. So um, the the friendship is magic to me is the most interesting piece of this because this is where the bronies come in, the bros, the dude, the dudes who like My Little Pony. So apparently that fandom kind of started out ironically, but. The people who made the who did the relaunch also worked on Powerpuff Girls and Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends, which I think you can see in the visual aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It looks a lot like Powerpuff Girls. They still wanted to target younger girls as like kind of their target demographic, but they tried to create characters that kind of challenge some of like the stereotypical norms of some of the girlier aspects of the original show. Okay. And they tried to be a little bit more, um, like, woke and liberal about it, I guess. So we have people who um, sort of were making fun of it and then kind of got into it and had this fandom. And it's known for a lot of, like, writing like fan fiction music art like all kind of based around some of these characters and around this show and for many of them i guess they were people who kind of liked it when they were kids but weren't really allowed to say that they liked it 
that makes okay. sense. And um, some of it is adult-themed, but really not all of it, which surprised me. Like, there's more that's just like, these are nice, wholesome stories about friendship and taking care of each other and helping the world be a better place, I guess. That kind of thing. Um, it's interesting to me that it... it went so long given how it started as a toy line and that it kind of found like a second generation of fans and that a lot of kids now still like it i don't know you know the toys look a little bit different they look a little bit more like the contemporary show that's on the air now um but yeah that's it so those that's the fun facts okay so we're gonna come back and when we do we will talk about our memories, um, but for now, enjoy this promo for another independent podcast that we enjoy. Hey everyone, Nick here from the S1E1 podcast. Each week, we pick a different sitcom, watch just the first televised episode, and ignoring anything we may know about the future run of that series, decide if it's a show that we want to greenlight or cancel. We very seriously dissect TV shows for no reason at all. I gotta pee. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> old timey. Ah, I got a Frankenstein in my show. So do I. You, you should about? know because right now you're dressed like a London DJ. <laughs> 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 Moving forward, unless there's anything else depressing about my life you want to bring up. That's impressive to find that many bad shows. Who's Boner? I don't even know what a Banksy is. Catch us each week wherever you listen to podcasts and visit us at s1e1pod.com for links to everywhere you can find us. All right, everybody, welcome back. My name is Megan. And I'm Steve. In case you forgot or this is your first time with us. Steve, what are your memories of My Little Pony? Did Kevin have these? Because I know he was no. younger. Sometimes you guys got hand-me-down toys. No. we. I mean, I remember My Little Ponies. I remember seeing a lot of their commercials. Mm-hmm. Because, they, as you mentioned before, they did do a lot of different ones. I don't recall ever watching the cartoon. I was probably aware it was on, but it was just not my thing, obviously, as we've talked about before. We did, I think we might have had one or two of the toys, but it was like, we had a cousin who was my age, who's a girl. Yeah. And she had some, I think, when we played at her house, and we were like, oh, okay, those are, they're colorful, they're kind of, you know, that they're decent. So, plus, at the time, My Little Pony kind of was trying to make a push for boys because it was a girl toy right and so i don't know if they were initially doing this but they had done like i don't know if they're boy horses or boy ponies but they had had a few that were like blue and green mm -hmm. and a little bit less pastel-y yeah and so i think we had one or two of those that we might have gotten or someone bought for us or something like that um we might have gotten for when my cousin was over playing i was gonna say your mom would have stuff for for, for probably your yeah, yeah i don't know but um so i remember having one or two of them i remember them being like like a medium plastic mm -hmm. like not hard but not soft either yeah exactly then they actually they had that like they had that plastic smell like cabbage patch kid faces yes um and, you know, again, I remember the color, the different colors. I remember the butt tattoos. I remember, um, you know, some of them had wings, things like that. But I was we weren't really into them. The downfall of the My Little Pony 
I think, in our household at least, is if you don't have a lot of something. Like I've mentioned before, we had pretty much all the G.I. Joes, hundreds of them. We had most of the Transformers, right? So if you didn't have all of something, then it really had to be interconnected. Right. And My Little Ponies didn't match up with G.I. Joes or Transformers, so you really couldn't play with them with something else. And so I, I think we lost interest fairly quickly. Yeah, that makes sense. So this, for me, I would have been like six when it launched, and mm -hmm. um, I remember watching the movie. I remember the song, because it's annoying, um, more than the TV show. I liked, obviously, the fact that the girl in the show was called Megan. Right. I did not like that she was blonde. I didn't care for that. I want Megan's should look like Megan. Yeah. That's how I kind of felt about it. But Either it's redhead Megan's or no Megan's. Exactly. But okay. look, it's it is what it is. Um but yeah, I I felt like um I I felt like that was kind of cool, but I was obsessed with collecting my little ponies. And I had, I know for a fact, I had the carrying case. They had carrying cases for Barbie, too. But it was probably, like, I don't know, maybe a foot and a half, maybe two feet high. It had, like, a little handle, like a suitcase. Mm -hmm. And it had little spots for all of them, like a stable. And I know that one of them held, like, about 30 I want to say horses okay. and I had two cases Wow! <laughs> and I would um, bring them over to my cousin's house and she had some and then we like there would just be horses everywhere. Okay. My two cousins like also loved it because they're also my were, age. Were they, I don't remember. Were they very expensive? No, they weren't. So I think okay. that was one of the things because from my recollection, I want to say probably each one maybe cost like two or three dollars. Okay, so they weren't. That's why GI Joes when they first came out when I was a kid were like, like three bucks, four bucks. Right. Now I think they're like seven or eight a piece, right. but still. But yeah, I think that they were only two or three dollars. Yeah. And you also had, I know I had some of these too, like the knockoff versions that were only like a buck. There was knockoff My Little Ponies. Yeah, like you have knockoff Barbies as well that you get at like the cheaper store. Yeah. Or the cheaper section of like the fun tiny equestrians. Yeah, <laughs> they would be called like um, tiny horses or something like that. I didn't know I had some. The plastic wasn't quite the quite same. there, but for the, the pose was a little off. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, the the eyes weren't the same. I but, feel like yeah. they didn't get a fair fair shake. Fun tiny horses. Fun tiny horses. <laughs> I feel like you can ride us anywhere. We're not quite like the ponies. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, so it was um, it was just a lot of fun, and I re I just remember um, Care Bears was a big thing too, but those were stuffed animals and they cost a lot more. Yeah, so Care Bears I, were a little more expensive. I knew a few girls who were friends of mine who had like a lot of Care Bears, but I think I just had the one. Yeah. And um, but My Little Pony, the the great thing was the carrying cases because you could take them to your friend's house or your cousin's house mm -hmm. or where or the park or whatever. Yeah. And play with them wherever you wanted to. And I had a little Megan doll and a little Molly. <laughs> as nice. Well. I didn't realize they made those. Yeah. 
little yeah. little things to but, play So with. they're easier to collect when they're not as expensive. They're not like a cabbage patch. No! Which no. at one point, I think when I got, we each had one. And I think they were like a hundred bucks almost. I actually had an original cabbage patch with a cloth head. Oh. And I wish that I still had it. Yeah, we did not have that. Like, but. before they made them with plastic heads, they had, like, original had, like, a cloth head. And I don't know what happened to it. Probably I just tossed your ponies? it. Did your mom throw them out? Um, no, I don't think she threw them out. I think I outgrew them. And then the show wasn't on, right? And then I think um, my mom, a lot of times, she was a speech language pathologist. So she took a lot of toys to school and she'd sometimes divvy them up for the classroom teachers. Okay. Um, and sometimes she'd use some of them because it's easier for kids to try to talk to you and do when speech they're if they're playing. Yeah. Um, and so that's basically what happened. Sometimes some of our toys like that too would go to church. Like our church okay. had a preschool. So a lot of times we'd that's go to what only because I've been to your, your parents' house and they, they, you don't have a lot of toys. Whereas my mom kept like everything. Like my brother's kids played with the toys we played well, with. Well, my parents retired, they downsized as well. Right. So a lot of that stuff had to go. Yeah, like my nephew plays with our G.I. Joes. That right. We oh, that's so sweet. You know, because she kept everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so those are some of our memories. Uh, let's get into the actual show so the <laughs> i'm so, gonna be honest this is the least today this is the least favorite part of the podcast so we did three episodes since they were so short we sure did um and none of them were a full story because no. they flow together because they're only 10 or 11 minutes so they all are like to be continued kind of things. Yeah, we've seen this a lot. Um, and I really didn't realize until we did this show how often this was used. Because in adult shows at this point in the 80s, all the shows are one-off stories for the most part. They're problem, complication, mm -hmm. solution kind of thing. Um, yeah, the first 10 episodes were all like a 10-part, almost like a, a sequel to the movie. Right. So we started off with the pilot. Mm -hmm. Just to see how it would go. And the pilot um, had, these are the horses, Surprise, Baby Cuddles, yes. Cupcake, yeah. Gusty, and Spike the Dragon, who you did not mention yet in any of your talks. Did you have Spike the Dragon? I didn't. I don't, did they he, sell I him? I think my cousin Sarah or my cousin Lindsay had. Why are these horses hanging out with a dragon? Because it's Ponyland and it's all magical. Okay. And also, you forgot Rose Dust, the queen of the flutter. I didn't get to her yet. I can't even say it without laughing. Rose Dust is the queen of the flutter ponies. I wrote that down. We also have bush woolies, which are the things that look like tribbles. Yes. And also, kind of remember the Fry Kids from McDonald's? Yeah, they I kind of looked like that. I put bush bull. Oh, was it bush willies? Woolies. I had bush bullies. No, I think it was woolies. Okay, and I put colored hairballs? Question mark. <laughs> um, so basically, you have these like witches. Yes. It's um, this one witch, and her name is uh, I wrote it down here, Hidia. Yeah. And her two daughters. And they're, I guess, the bad guys. They're witches, but they dressed them like hillbillies? Yeah. Um, Are they trying to make them like, go with the horse theme, maybe? And they're I supposed to be more country witches? No. I 
it's interesting because they're not it's very clearly supposed to like this is a show that is aimed at like three to seven year olds so nothing is scary Right. right. Whereas like He-Man, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles we talked about before, that's more like 8 to 12. So this I found a lot harder to watch than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. For that exact reason, because it's just aimed at such a young demographic and the villains are ridiculous. Yeah. So the plot is you meet the ponies, you meet the witches. Mm-hmm. The witches, the ponies are on their way to go visit the Flutter Ponies. Right. So this must have all been either from the movie or just the toys were out already. Because it's the pilot and we already have flutter ponies. But Cupcake has baked a cake. I guess that's her thing. Hence the name. She wanted everyone to know, which is why she tattooed Cupcakes on her butt. (laughs) She didn't tattoo that. It's like a birthmark. Is Spike the tattoo artist? No, it's supposed to be. I'm trying to to put this together. It's supposed to be a beauty mark. That's why it's called a cutie mark. Oh, okay. I have a couple cutie marks, too, but they cost me money. Stop it. Um, you have tattoos, and right. now it sounds weird. Okay. I don't like it. So, they're, so on their, they're bringing this cake on their way to the Flutter Ponies, right. and the witches try to lasso them and capture the ponies. I'm not sure why. They don't. I don't think they mention why they want to capture the ponies. They want to ruin the day and take the power stone from Flutter Valley. I see that they go for that eventually. But originally, they're just trying to capture the ponies to ruin the day. This is what I was talking about earlier. There's no real malice. It's more like they're inconveniencing the ponies. Yeah. Um, so they try to they lasso a few of them who freak out. But then the flutter ponies save them. They come to the rescue. Yeah. Um, they go. The flutter ponies bring them to Queen Rose Dust. And they sing the song... From the Sun is the name of the song. Each of these have a little musical number. Yeah, because, so the Rose Dust, Queen Rose Dust declares, I can't do this without laughing. Queen Rose Dust declares it Sunshine Tuesday. Oh, okay. I don't know if you missed that part. I may have missed it. She was like, I am Rose Dust, Queen of the Flutter Ponies, and I declare today sunshine tuesday because they give her the cake that's fallen that does sound right i may not have missed i don't know as you know i was furiously trying to take down notes to capture all of the complicated plot well you got a lot of the names that i didn't but yeah hidia yells at her two daughters draggle is one of them or draggle okay and i didn't catch the name of the other me neither it's it's very classic like one two very thin and one very chunky. Yes. Right? Um, and she chases them around with a wooden spoon, which is abusive. Yeah. And the thin um, one is really clumsy and dumb. And the yeah. chunky girl is the smarter daughter. Yeah. And they're she's always they're always yelling at each other. Right. It's like wicked stepsister kind of situation. Yeah, they try to lasso them, they get put in the mud pit. And then they try to read a magic book, but they can't really read it. Yeah. And they can't read it in time. So it's supposed to be showing you that, like, they're not dangerous because they're stupid. So they're supposed to be funny. They're going after the sunstone. Yeah. But it ends there. Well, no. You don't actually see them go get it because it's going to be in the next episode. In the next episode. But let's talk about this for a second. Because what was surprising to me that I did not remember. And I don't know... Whether my parents, if they had actually watched this show, which it's not a show that adults can take, 
for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have been allowed to watch this. Because they're, they're pagans. Because they're it's very new age. Yeah, they're it's very pagan new age. And um, I grew up in a Christian household. So it was like um, they start singing, From the sun comes light and power, flowers flower, May time. And they start talking about fruit and how, and there's like thunder drums and they start dancing in a circle around the sunstone. And it is very much like a May, like a pagan May Day celebration. Okay. Right? Yeah. That was interesting to me. I mean, it is a fantasy world. No, it's a fantasy world. I get that. But it's just a... With bush wallies. (laughs) I'm not... And dragons. I'm not saying that it's like devilish i'm just saying that in the 80s especially during like the satanic panic and all that mm-hmm. um i don't i i'm surprised that they didn't get flack for this kind of thing right and probably because no adults were watching it mm-hmm. because adults were like satan's getting into our households through our tvs and through evil shows and movies and like dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons and friday the 13th and then here's the ponies doing like a pagan ritual around a stone that starts glowing as they're dancing and singing um and nobody's gonna <laughs> nobody's gonna talk about that or care it's just interesting to me so that kind of ended the first episode. This is going to be probably a shorter thing because these episodes were so short. They were. So the second episode we watched, we went to episode 11. This was your one. pick, yep. right? Yeah. This was the Ghost of Paradise Estate. Part one. Part one out of a lot of parts, I think. Yeah. Um, now we have Megan. Yep. And they have Paradise Estate, which is like, I don't know, it, it seems like it's her house. Yeah, so I had to look this up because I could not remember. And apparently, <laughs> to explain, I love 80s explanations of TV shows because no, nothing makes sense. Megan has the rainbow locket. So in the movie, they have to go to the keeper of the rainbow locket to get help against whatever bad guys are in the movie. Okay. And the rainbow locket allows Megan, and by extension her younger siblings, to travel into Ponyland. Okay. So this is her house, but only when she's at Ponyland. So that's my thing, though. First off, this is very large. Okay, this yeah. this estate. Yeah. And because at one point the ponies are like, oh, "We'll stay over tonight," and there's like twelve beds for the ponies, right? But and it's multi-room. It's a large estate. And Megan's a young girl to own her own estate. Yeah. I know, even in the 80s when they were giving real estate away. She's very... I feel like this is, this is, uh, it was really pushing my sense of disbelief. Um, Now, I think, I don't believe that I have this, but I think that my cousin did. And they had a, um, I'll show you, they had a house this was one of the accessories. That does look like the estate. So it's the two sides of the estate and then like a pool in the middle and then furniture for the ponies to sit on. It looks very southwestern. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, which was interesting. I mean, so, it's got a pink roof, but it's a little bit like adobe. And I think they came apart so that it was like four sections, if I remember the right. So basically they decide to stay over at Megan's with Megan and... At that point, it's just Megan and her sister who put them to bed. Mm-hmm. And then a ghost comes into their room and first messes with baby heartthrob. 
I want to get this. I want to give this the respect it deserves. I can't deal with it. The ghost messes with baby heartthrob who wakes up everyone else. Mm-hmm. And they're like, baby heartthrob, just go to bed. But then the ghost comes back out and messes with all the ponies. And they all see it. So they start, one of the ponies runs to get Megan. Right. And the other ponies start throwing pillows at the ghost. But Which the ghost hilarious. can't be hit by pillows. Because first, they pass through, but also the ghost can turn into things. Right. So the ghost makes herself into like a donut hole almost. So all the pillows are passing through yes. her. It was a little bit like um, the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, of the Wardrobe, where Lucy sees the fun and the magical world, but nobody believes her at yes. first. And then um, Megan comes in and she's mad that they've been having a pillow fight. Also, they go to get Megan and Megan and Molly have been... They're sitting there in what look like Snuggies, <laughs> like yes. big blankets, reading books. Yeah, because that's what little kids think parents do after they go to bed. <laughs> You're right. So that's what they did. You're right. Um, but it's also encouraging reading. That's true. So, so I that's like good. That. And it, so to get them to go back to sleep, this is where Megan and Molly sing It's All in Your Imagination. Yeah, except it's the not. the song here. Um, and then they try to go back to bed. Then the ghost attacks again. They see it as well. Right. This wakes up the brother, and I've in my initial note I wrote to myself is, who's the boy who sleeps in a baseball cap in bed? Yeah. And then I must have picked up because I wrote next to that, Danny builds a Rube Goldberg machine to catch the ghost. Yes. I put that too. That's hilarious. <laughs> because he's trying to set up a, a, he's trying to set up traps and then the dragon Spike accidentally sets them all off. Oh yeah. Megan sees the ghost and that's basically where it ends. Now I looked it up and it's not a ghost. It's a shape-shifting bird. Oh, well that seems a lot more plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz there are no such things as ghosts, but But shape-shifting, shape-shifting birds. birds. Yeah. I can't. I'm not going to make it through this podcast. So, So, our third third episode. This was my pick. Episode 45, Revolt of Paradise Estate. So, we're back on Paradise Estate. Yeah. This time, Megan's not there. So, I don't know if she's back on Earth for a bit or what. They're taking care of the place for her. Over the last 31 episodes, or 34 episodes, the place has really fallen junk. Yeah. It's really, it, there's cracks in the wall. They have not done a good job. I'm going to let you in on a secret. We should have, they should have told Megan this ahead of time. Don't leave horses in charge of your house. Well, they don't have opposable thumbs. They're also farm animals. They don't take care of houses well, right? And as we know from living on our street, they poop wherever they feel like it. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So the place is a mess. So they decide, um, so it starts off with two ponies, Paradise Mm-hmm. And Sweet Stuff, who we have not talked about either of now, these yet. Now, I know for a fact I had Paradise, because Paradise's cutie mark is like palm trees. That's one of the ones I had. Right, okay, yes, and it I, was. I think, and Paradise was like yellow? Yeah, and I think I had one of the babies as well. That I think I might have had baby Snuggles, because they were a little bit smaller than the regular size ponies. Okay, um, so... Anyway, this Paradise and Sweet Stuff are trying to fix up the estate. Yeah, what's interesting to me, th- this was something I noticed that not the first episode so much, but the second and third episode. You have in the second episode we watched Megan and, and kind of Molly, but not as much. But Megan's really like the mom. 
taking care of them. And you have this idea that like kids could maybe be responsible, right? And here you have two ponies trying to kind of take on some responsibility because their mom is gone. Right. And their caretaker's gone. Right. And that was interesting to me. They very quickly realized that it's hard and boring. Also, <laughs> they're trying to fix things. And they Paradise says we need better. We need decent tools. Right. Which is a good observation. But I wrote, it's a poor carpenter that blames their tools. <laughs> Paradise. <laughs> and they keep trying. But what's hilarious is that all of this does come from the fact that they have hooves and not hands. Yeah. Because they're trying to put tiles on the roof. And then they hit the tiles and all the tiles fall off the roof because they don't yeah. have hands. They're trying to patch sheetrock and yeah. they have hooves. Yeah. Like, again, I blame Megan for this. I kind of do, too. She should have, like, hired a caretaker. Yeah. We have a a song while they're trying to fix things up, yep. right? And then... Uh, they well, go, this, that goes Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's later. They first, they meet a traveling salesman who's obviously a goblin. Oh, yeah, big time. Big time a goblin. And he sells them magic paint. Well, he gives it to them. That's right. And that should be your first red flag. Right. So they go to get better tools. They meet up with a goblin peddler who also reminded me of the creepy peddler from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes. Nobody ever comes in and nobody ever goes out. Mm -hmm. Um, So he tells them that it's magic paint. They start painting things and the things... um, are fixed right away. But, Magically. And then but they, then come, they to come to life. So while they're doing this and fixing up the place, they're singing the song, A Fresh Coat of Paint. Yeah. Because all you need is a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. Um, These are not the songs from Jem, by the way. No, they are and not. And they're not the either. songs from Elvin and the Chipmunks. No. These are... I don't even know how... Well, I mean, again, they're for like three-year-olds. So yeah. that's... Yeah, that was my issue with the These song. songs don't deserve to hold the sheet music of gem songs. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, honestly. So, they come to life and you'll notice that they have eyes. And sometimes their eyebrows are pointed down. So you know that something's not right. Yeah. But at first they're kind of helping them out, right? Um, and then they turn on them. And then you have what can only be described as narcissistic gaslighting from couches and curtains and and bakery items yes where they're like work harder you're not doing it right you don't know how to do anything um so one of the one of the ponies is trying to garden and the the watering can turns on her and is like you don't know how to water right you're gonna drown the plant they don't need any more water that one's fine I've already taken care of it, yeah. you stupid idiot. And then they basically, all of the in- or now animate objects, toss the ponies out of the house. Okay, except, and this is the point, I wish that I could have found out what happened. Because the one thing that seems to be kind is the pram, the baby pram. Yes. The baby just... cuddles goes, baby cuddles goes, pram, you're my very best friend and the pram goes i love you too baby cuddles and then it rocks baby cuddles and then baby cuddles has to leave it it's like no and the pram's like baby cuddles i love you and it's like a baby being ripped out of its mother's arms and and baby cuddles doesn't like leaving either no they just want to do best friend times 
And it's so sad. Oh, my goodness. And that's where this episode ends after everyone's been thrown out of the house. Yeah. So that's basically it. Baby Cuddles. Baby Cuddles is ripped away from her beloved Pram, who's apparently her best friend. And all of the other ponies have been kicked out. And I'm guessing in part two, Megan has to come back to fix everything. Because that's what Megan's do. Okay. (laughs) We fix everything all the time. Yeah. So that was basically it. Um, those were the three episodes. We could have made the choice to watch more, and we definitely chose not to. Yeah, I mean, we could have squeezed in another one, I'm assuming, um, since they were only, like, 11 minutes long. Listen, the last one felt like it was 20. I can't even... Yeah. So, let's talk about reception. I mean, obviously, this made a little bit of a comeback. Did it... Did any critics like this show? Well, as we mentioned before, it was on for 50 episodes and then only 13 the second. IMDb has given it a 5.5. Okay. Um, so uh, that's out of 10, so about half for this. Uh, but as we also mentioned, it had a pretty strong following, um, especially later when it, some of the you know some of the remakes came out, like Friendship is Magic. Right. right, they got kind of a cult following a little bit, um, which was pretty good too. And they went into syndication, so it was a lot in syndication. There was a number of movies that went to VHS. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, afterwards as well, which was pretty good. So you know, again, we're focusing kind of here on the um, on the cartoon itself, right? But there was um, My Little Pony: The Great Rainbow Caper. My Little Pony and Other Friends, My Little Pony Bright Lights. Okay. My Little Pony The Would-Be Dragon Slayer and Spike's Search. All right. And My Little Pony The Return of Tambalon. Oh, dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. Maybe that's from the movie? We're, we're not sure. We're not sure. Um, yeah, so that's how other people felt about it. How did we feel about it? Hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, all right. I uh, mean, it's colorful. It's friendly, I guess. Um, but I really, it just wasn't my thing. It was very confusing to me. Yeah. I had trouble following the, I, I'm going to say plot. <laughs> um, Did just you, generously, I'm going to say that. Let me ask you this. Did you feel kind of about this the way I felt about Transformers? Like, not knowing really the background and stuff with Transformers, I was really confused because there were so many characters. Yeah, probably. I guess so. Um, yeah, so, I mean, if, if I'm going to rate it, I guess I would have to give it two. Okay. Two. I feel like we should have gone with butt tattoos, but we'll go saddles. Mm-hmm. Two saddles. So, here's, I'm going to say, I I thought about initially giving it a two or a three as well. I'm actually going to go with a four on this, and I'll tell you why. My issue, and I have not seen the newer one, um, when we do the movie, maybe we'll watch one of the newer ones. Sometime we'll do the movie. Not soon. (laughs) Because I can't, I can't deal with it. But when, when I watch stuff for kids now... It's very didactic. It's interesting to me, and I think I've mentioned this before, that 
kids' books have become more imaginative, but a lot of children's programming for kids this age, the three right. the three to seven year old market as opposed to the eight to twelve, it's they they really have tried to sanitize it so much that it's it's just teaching them a lesson mm-hmm. and that's it. And so I did feel the kind of the same way I felt about He-Man, although now that we've watched some cartoons, I would give He-Man a much higher rating than I gave it before. I think I gave it a six, and I think it deserves like an eight. My nemesis Cody will be happy. With yeah. Um, but I think that the thing with My Little Pony that I did enjoy is that it is imaginative. It is bringing kids into a world. There are underlying themes of friendship and goodness and all of that, like being kind and that kind of thing. But that's not like... From the episodes we watched, at least, it's not like that's the message. Right. Like, there's not a message to each one of these episodes. It's just kind of a creative, beautiful world. Now, having said that, my childhood has been ruined. Because, man, it felt slow even though it was 11 minutes. The beats are slow. The takes are slow. It's not like G.I. Joe where there's a lot of fast cuts, different angles, the music, as we said, it's not Gem, it's not Elvin and the Chipmunks. It was very annoying. Um, would I let a child watch this? No, I wouldn't. And I'll tell you why, because I don't want to hear those songs all the time. <laughs> because they are very catchy. Mm-hmm. Like, one of them was stuck in my head for two days and it drove me bananas. So, um, having said all that, the nostalgia of it and the, and, and the world that they created... Um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I can't give it a four. I'll give it a three. So yeah, I'm gonna go with a three, a lot like strawberry shortcake. So. Yeah. Two Two and a half saddles. saddles. Oh. I'm sorry, my little pony. Sorry, my little. I tried my hardest to understand your twisted, odd lure. But I just can't do it. I tried my hardest to enjoy your songs, but that was never going to happen. Never, never. So, now we come to my favorite segment. What is Steve willing to watch? Oh, boy. Our next show is Salute Your Shorts. And there are not many episodes of this. I've never seen it, so. So, I'm going to, I'm going to pick randomly an episode from season one. And then I'll read you the ones from season two because there's only like five of them, five or six. Okay. Okay. From what I can remember, Salute Your Shorts was on Nickelodeon. It ran in the summers and it's kind of, from what I can remember, kind of like Saved by the Bell, but at camp. Okay. So um, my episode is going to be episode four, The Wrath of Khan Jr. Dr. Khan's rambunctious niece, Ellen, comes to visit camp and wreaks havoc with her high energy pranks. I picked it because of the name. Wrath of Khan. Okay. <laughs> that's that's my that's my only reason. Um, so, from season two, here are your choices. The first day, Michael arrives at Camp Anawana and becomes very popular. Bud Nick forces Michael and Sponge to join a secret club along with him and Donkey Lips. Okay. <laughs> I forgot about the names. I have no idea who these people are, so... Uh, the ghost story. Budnick tells the gang a ghost story about the camp's old custodian, Zeke. He says that whoever touches Zeke's 
plunger will have nightmares and be haunted by Zeke. Episode 3, Telly and Dinah. At the girls' bunk, Telly and Dinah each try to bribe Zizi to vote them in as bunk chief. All the boys must do prep work for the Indian Council dinner. Ready? Yep. Episode 5, Cheeseburgers in Paradise. In order to win a lobster dinner, Sponge and Donkey Lips enter the wrestling tournament. One is too light to wrestle and one is too heavy. And episode six, Telly and the basketball team. The gang forms a basketball team that must play in a small camp tournament to earn the privilege of representing Camp Onawanda in a bigger basketball tournament. So we have uh, first day, ghost story, girls bunk versus the guys bunk, and cheeseburgers in paradise and basketball team. All right, I'm going to go with Ghost Story. Okay. To continue the trend. Oh, that's I true. I did Ghost for Quantum Leap, Ghost for My Little Pony, and now we're going to roll with Ghost for Salute Your Shorts. And also Ghost for Field of Dreams. Oh, nice. Yes, this is week, week this four. This is Ghost Summer. With the ghosts. For oh Steve's my Choices. Goodness. We, should have, we should have done Ghostbusters. But we're not. After, uh, I almost called it Camp Adamana. Um, After Salute Your Shorts, we're going to be doing our other summer pick, which is another camp theme for the summer. And that is Camp Nowhere. Super excited about that. And then... That wraps up our our, the, our movie, right? Yeah, that wraps up our cycle. Mm-hmm. And then we start a new cycle with Scooby-Doo for our cartoon. I don't know if we'll watch the original 60s one because it was still on when we were kids or if we'll try to find the new adventures of Scooby-Doo with Scrappy and all that. Um, but one of them, yeah, we're looking forward to it. So that's it. Um, please remember to like, subscribe, follow, and leave us comments on our Facebook page. That's really where we interact with people the most. Yep. We, if you have suggestions, it can happen there too. We've taken some suggestions already. Yeah, exactly. So we're super excited and we hope to see you there. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. This podcast is supported by its creators. And listeners like you. Help keep our show ad-free by visiting our website, StopRuiningMyChildhood.com. There you can find links to our social media. And this very podcast you're currently listening to. Both Megan and I are authors, and you can find links to our books on our About page. And on our Watch With Us page, you can find videos and links for all the shows and movies we discuss on the podcast. And more importantly, links to buy the nostalgic snacks we review as well. We also post bonus content about once a month. So like, subscribe, and follow. For a small independent podcast like ours, it really does make a difference.